Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, life after breaking through glass ceilings a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world. Join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode. I am so delighted to have you here. My name is Jen Duplessis. I'm your host. And today I have with me Stuart Webb. He's coming all the way from the UK, you know, because I'm here in the US. So for me, it's all the way. For those of you that are listening overseas, you're saying, hey, he's right in my, you know, my backyard. Uh, but Stuart Webb, let me tell you a little bit about him. He, um, his early background as a scientist is very different from most people in this field. And it gave him the foundation um, to underpin consistent success, regardless of the type of business that he's supporting. Um, A vital discipline for a scientist is ensuring work is repeatable, meaning a system, right? And that you've tested it over and over. Uh, This has given him a unique proven approach to Uh, providing robust thinking and unbreakable formulas as the foundations for business growth. And I totally love that. He mentors ambitious business owners and managers to dramatically increase business value through sustained leads, recurring profits, and well-motivated teams. So, man, this is right up my alley. Welcome to the show, Stuart. We are so happy to have you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you very much indeed. And it's, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much. So, you know, I want to get started. I love that you were a scientist, um, were, and I know you're going to tell us a little bit about that story. I, uh, I was uh, pre-med for Colorado State University. I was going to be a cardiologist. So um, there's a scientist in me as well. And I know that scientists in our, in our thought patterns were very systematic in our approaches. So I imagine you're going to be telling us about how to put some systems together, have some templates for creating this robust business that we have. So let's get started with how did you make the transition from being a scientist into uh, helping businesses? Where did that start for you? So what happened, Jen, was uh, I was on a path to become uh, an investigator in a virology lab. I was actually starting my uh, career in the place which actually has recently been involved in creating a COVID vaccine. And, oh, wow. yeah. um, you know, really, I, I just I, I just came to the conclusion that that for me, the excitement of, of working with businesses was so, so appealing. And it largely started because I got involved in trying to help teach medical students. And I wanted to do it in a more interactive way. And I reached across to somebody who was developing some stuff on the internet and I thought this internet thing is great and I really wanted to get involved in it and I spent more and more time doing that and eventually somebody said to me they said look do you really want to spend your time doing 
what I was doing, which is becoming a, a lecturer. Would you prefer to do something like you're doing with 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 this internet? And I went, yeah, I've really got to go and do it. And I leapt into it because it just felt so fresh and exciting to me. And that's how I started. And I helped to start a, a, an internet startup, sold that. Then I moved on to starting other businesses. And, you know, it was that background as a scientist, which I really thought was going to hamper me. I thought it was going to be the thing which held me back because you were you were right. You were saying that as scientists, we have this rigorous systems process and we think about making things very repeatable so we can do it again and again and again. And I and I thought when I looked around at all of the great business leaders, you know, the people like Steve Jobs and such like, they didn't seem to have that going. They would just be spontaneous and they'd go off and do something what looked like really exciting. And I'd think, hey, I've got to throw all of that away. I've got to throw away all of this stuff that I've learned for the last 10 to 11 years. And, and, and I really, really tried to stop being systematic. And then I realized as I got into more and more businesses that actually the even the innovation is all about having a really well established process that you can just say if we do this it guarantees success we do it again yeah and i then had to re reincorporate everything that i thought i had to throw away and i started developing those really systematic tools and templates that i thought that's the way that i was going to grow businesses and it proved to be really successful that's beautiful. I love that. So I know that you, you know, you were talking about, you know, three things about sustain, you know, sustainable leads, reoccurring profits and well-motivated teams. So in the time that we have together today, what I'd really like to talk about is sustained leads, because I just yeah. got back this morning from a, a speaking engagement and, you know, with 400 entrepreneurs in Chicago, Illinois, and um, we, uh, you know, I think that the biggest problem that entrepreneurs and small business owners have is getting leads. They're, you know, they're uh, turning people off because they're trying to get them. You know, in fact, I met a woman there uh, and I don't even have a relationship with her. She just came up to me and said, what do you do? And I said, this is what I do. Well, actually, I said, I do a lot of things. And she said, well, I don't do anything. I do passive income. You have to invest with me here, here, here's my card. And I was so turned off by it because I don't have a relationship with her. She doesn't know that I'm already an investor. She knows nothing about me. She just wants, she was taking, taking, taking and not giving, giving. And I think that what happens is that um, entrepreneurs get in a space where they're so panicked that all they do is, is reach and, you know, claw at people. And there's got to be a better way to do that. And uh, so I want to, I, I can't wait to hear about what these sustained leads are, because we get shots of leads. When you go to a networking event, you might get some leads, but that's not why you're going to networking, right? It's to identify a partner, but you get those, those boosts of leads, but how do you keep those sustained leads for the average, you know, small business owner and entrepreneur? You know, I think that you're you're right there, Jen, and, and, and I recognize a lot of those people that are just reaching out and grabbing hold of anything they can get hold of. And I think there are three secrets that I talk to businesses about. The first is that you're, you need to have a controllable lead flow. There's no point in saying I go from feast to famine. All right, I'm really busy. I'm not going to do any marketing because I'm really busy doing stuff. And then you suddenly discover three weeks later that you've been busy, but you've done no marketing for three weeks. So now you're going to yeah. get back into the market again and start right. marketing. And you go from feast to famine. So I always say to them, look, 
you have to have this controllable lead flow. You have to be having leads coming to you all the time. Yeah, you can dial it down a little, but if you stop it completely, you will always have this feast and famine. So the first thing is have controllable lead flow. Make sure that your lead funnels and all the things that you're working with are always turned on and you dial them up and dial them down. Maybe you start sort of feeding in fewer prospects or whatever, but you, you don't ever turn them off. So that's the first thing. Yeah. I mean, the second thing that I often say to people is you will find that your leads are going to be 10 times more successful if you invest time, effort, money into relationships. There is no point in doing what everybody does on LinkedIn, which is the first time that you sort of see somebody's name, you just throw them a buy, buy from me, just like you've just said. Yeah. You have to reach out to them and say, look, let's have a conversation. I myself reach out to four or five people on LinkedIn every single week and just say, is there a business problem that you would like some help with at the moment? I'm not pitching for business. I've just got ideas. And if you've got a problem, you'd like somebody to just listen to you and help to discuss it. I'll spend a few minutes passing messages backwards and forwards on LinkedIn, that has paid off in dividends because those people, I've not reached out and tried to sell them anything. They know that when they do have a real problem, they can come to somebody and I have got clients from that. So that's yeah, that's, that's the other, oh, and the other that. thing. That, yeah. And the other thing that I often say to them is, is this controllable lead flow, but, but the secret is, and this is something that we all struggle with, we all we all hate selling. Let's let's be honest with each other. We We're don't scientists. like to be sold. We, we don't, don't like selling. Yeah, none of us. We don't we don't like selling. Yeah. We we struggle with this because you know, as scientists, we're we're not people that sort of automatically want to go out. But do you know something? I, I often say to them, you know, the secret is to really understand what the problem is that your prospect has, and and if you can then clearly identify and this is far easier to say than it is to do but if you can clearly identify what is the solution to that problem you don't have to sell what you do is you just reach across and whisper in their ear and say i have a solution to that problem would you like it and people will not be asking for the price they will be saying how do i get the problem solved so you know it's about building those relationships. It's about properly understanding what the problem is that you solve and how you solve it. And it's about making sure you don't stop it just because you're busy. Using that controllable lead flow, the dial that I often think about. I often draw this on boards when I'm in front of the board of directors, or whatever. Yeah. And I sort of talk to them about, here's the dial, you turn it up and down, but you never turn it off. Yeah, I, I love that. And by the way, I just want everyone to hear this again, that you said, you know, I love that you lean across, it's metaphoric, I get it. You lean across, you whisper and say, I have a solution. Would you like to hear about it? That's so much easier than, oh, I can fix your problem. Yeah. Take out your wallet yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it just seems a little pushy. Um, yeah, I love that. Okay, well, let's... Go ahead. Go and, ahead. And, and you know, that goes into the next thing, Jen, which yeah. is once you've got into the situation where you're doing that with somebody, you're no longer having a price discussion. You're having a value to your business discussion, which makes the whole pricing problem go away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think people, people think that everyone leads with price and I, I, you know, it's, it's not true. I mean, you can Google this. I mean, if you want to go the gospel of Google, right, you can Google this, but it's you first maybe your company, right? If you work for a company, if you're in the sales position, but you first, then your company, then the product, 
then the price, and then the process. And people go right for price every single time and they lose all those opportunities to create the they relationship. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to go back to control lead flow. If you can talk about that a little bit, how, yeah. how does one do controllable lead flow? You happen to allude to the fact that, you know, it might be online. Everything might be online. Can we do a little online and a little offline yeah. on how to do yeah. that? So, yeah, yeah. So, so, so for me, one of the, one of, I think there is, there's an awful lot of value to online stuff nowadays. We can all use the, the, the tools that are online and get a much better sense of exactly who's buying. But, but a huge amount of the, 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 the lead generation I'm doing at the moment has come actually through some really old fashioned techniques. I have started advising some of my clients to start with a mail, a letter. You know, the letter with the stamp on it, (laughs) it's it's one great way of getting in front of prospects at the moment. And the reason it's a great way is because so few people get many mail letters anymore. You know, there used to be a, a day not so long ago when you'd get hundreds of these every week. Most of them would be rubbish and you'd throw them away in the trash right. and you'd never see them again. And you'd only get one or two emails and you'd be really interested in those emails because those emails were novel. Now yeah. it's reversed. We get yes. hundreds of emails, most of which we just hit and trash. But a letter, an actual typed letter with a name on it and a nice envelope and a stamp on it, that actually is getting attention. And I send probably four or five letters to prospects explaining what I do. And yes, I might include a landing page within that letter to say, come and check out the landing page. But that letter gets opened and you can use techniques to improve the sort of uh, the, 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 the open rate of that letter and, and, and make it more effective. But letters are getting really, really good response rate. And I've really been pleased with that. And, and that's just something that you sit and go, well, how can that be? Because it's back to being novel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. And, and incorporating the technology into the letter, like the QR code to scan or something like that, you know, where you're giving them more information. Maybe you have 15 steps to something and you give them three in the letter and then you say for the other steps, go here and do um, now. Okay. So you've done that. Um, are you back to doing networking at all? Are you out networking again? Or have you found that um, cause I know I'm getting more invitations to networking events that are happening locally and I can't go to them because I travel so much, but I'm just getting them. <laughs> you know? There are a lot more networking events. I, yeah. I, I will say that one of the best, uh, the best techniques, if you're going to be networking, you know, you and I are talking at the moment in, in on video, uh, it, people are still very nervous, but I, I think one of the things that I find really effective is being able to get up in front of a group of people and talk. Mm-hmm. If you've got the ability, and so many people have the ability, but they're fearful of doing it, it's 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 really not as difficult as it like as you think. But if you can get up and do a 10-minute talk in front of a group of people, you yeah. will command some more authority. So when it comes to networking, I'm a great fan of saying to people, yeah, go to the networking event, but make sure that if there's an opportunity in order for you to give a small talk about your business, even eight or 10 minutes long, where you can talk about what your business is. And going back to that, that's the thing that I said, where you can describe the problem that you solve and how you solve it. If you can get up in front of a room and just do eight or 10 minutes, just explaining that it will, it will pay dividends. 
Yeah, that's a one-to-many rule, right? It's, it's absolutely crazy. right. We we don't have all this infinite energy or time. So, you know, we we actually I actually talk about this with my clients is sponsor to speak. You know, if there is an event, hey, are you looking for a sponsor? Even a two hundred and fifty dollars sponsor is much for to speak for five quick minutes and say, oh, I'd love to sponsor and I'd love to speak for five quick minutes just so I can do the one-to-many is so much better than spending. $40 to go, right? To spend 40 or pounds, whatever, <laughs> whatever your, your currency is, spending money to go and running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to yeah. meet people. You know, I'd rather spend the $250 and then, you know, have have that credibility and that authority. Yeah. So I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And you know, when you go to networking, it's a small group like that, it's not that intimidating. You know, no, and you know, once going back to that, you know, you're building up to when you sponsor, you know, and you stand up in front of a group. If it takes, if it takes a little bit of practice, where you start by going and just speaking in front of five or six people, and then you build it to ten and then twenty, very soon you'll have got the sort of got the bravery to stand in front of a room of two hundred people. Do exactly what you said. You stand up for five minutes of those two hundred people. Five, six, ten will come and just say, "Can Raise I just have hand. a conversation?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and and the, and the big secret, the big secret that I've seen so many times, that I don't understand. People will turn around and they'll say they'll do their thing and they get off the stage. At least at the end of it, just make sure you've got that great call to action. If you'd like to know more, you know, so many people get off the stage because they want to get their pitch over and they want to run away. Just remember, if you'd like to learn more, come and see me. Give me yeah. your business card. We'll have a conversation next week or whenever you've got the opportunity. Calls to action are something, it's another thing I talk a lot about to people. Calls to action are so poorly used by people. Mm -hmm. I worry so much about business owners who just don't remember what the call to action about. It means calling that person to take the next step. Don't ask them to make anything complicated. Ask them to make a very small step. Hand me your business card. Just let me know what you what you what you need to talk about. Don't ask them to fill out a form that's 15 pages long and ask them sort of deep discussion <laughs> and questions. Just give them one small step because they can they can take a small step, but also let them know what will happen next. I often say this to, to, to people that I'm working with. They'll go, well, if I if they give me their card, that's it. And I went, no, no, tell them what you'll do. Tell them, give me your card. I will call you next week because then somebody goes, okay, it's, it's not a big problem. It's not a big commitment. I'm not, no, I'm not having to sacrifice $10,000 at the moment. I'm just giving him a business card and he will call me next week. I can make that yeah. step to so make that call to action really simple, really small and tell them what will happen. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you're right. That's the biggest thing is call, you know, some type of call to action. And it can be that I'm having an event next week, come and, you know, spend time at the event. So yeah, thank you for, for, uh, you know, for finishing that up. Right. And we're not here in this particular podcast to, in this not podcast, but this episode to talk about what do you say in the five minutes that you're there? You know, it's just a basic introduction of yourself and, you know, who you help, what's in it for them right? What's in it for them, not what's in it for me. What's in it for them? And that call to action is real simple. Um, okay. So that's, that's a couple of things for offline, right? Is um, sponsoring to speak in the networking, maybe doing some new mailers that you haven't done in a really long time to just get to that person. What are some things that you're doing now to create um, this sustainable, consistent lead flow online? So yeah, so 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 the the two things that I'm I'm speaking a lot to to people about at the moment is 
you must make sure that your landing page is a really high conversion landing page. There's no point in putting up a landing page without it, without it really sort of hitting home. And, and there are a number of elements that I talk about. And we talked about formulas, so I'm just going to sort of give yep. the formula here. The <laughs> formula for a great landing page. I believe there are nine elements that have to go on a landing page. I'm not going to give them all to you now. Yeah. You will be bored for the next two hours whilst I explain them all. But let me just give you some examples. <laughs> You need to have good credibility builders. So that means the, what associations you're a membership of, you have membership with, those credentials that you need to make sure, but also testimonials from previous clients or patients or customers. Those really build the social proof that says, I want to speak to this person. You, you, you really do need to have a guarantee. What happens if I commit my business to you and you fail to deliver? How will you make sure that you don't do that? So you must have a guarantee. I also talk an awful lot to people about the fact that they really need to make sure that they're talking about the benefits. You said it just now, not about me, my business, how great I am, how good my solution is, but the benefit to you. I see so bad. So many people put this badly. They talk on and on about the features of their product or service. I don't care about the features of the product or service. I want to know if I've got a problem, how will that benefit me if yeah. I've got your solution in my life? So yeah. please, on your high converting landing page, make sure you have got benefits to the customer. Mm -hmm. I won't go through the rest of them, but as I said, there are nine. Go through the benefits to the customer as key. Make sure you've got a guarantee that shows that if they trust you with your with their business, you will be able to deliver and you will make sure that you deliver. But also those social proofs, those people that you've worked with before that are screaming out and saying, I love what you've done. Yeah. And if you haven't got those testimonials at the moment, reach out to your previous customers. Just write them a short email saying, please. Send me, a, send me a short email. Just talk about what I did for your business, how it helped. And please let me put it on my website. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, you mentioned credibility, like the associations that you're in. I think one other aspect, at least for me, that I'm seeing is important for me, number one, as a consumer, but I'm also seeing that is, uh, you know, now starting to increase across the world is what kind of charity or charitable involvement are you in? You know, do you have a logo that that is on the side that just says, you know, X percent of proceeds go to serving X, Y, and Z? I mean, it doesn't, and the link can go to them and then link can go to another landing page a little, about a little bit about how you volunteered. But I think those types of things are what people are looking for these days as well. Yeah. So I would yeah. like to add that to it, but it may be that you already have it in there. Maybe that you don't, but I'd like to do that. So I think that's really good. High converting. But again, you've got to go to these networking events to get the people to go to those pages. What are some other ways if you don't have infinite time, but you've got some money, where can you spend it? So, so for me, uh, the, the other way that I'm bringing people into these landing pages, I'm not doing, I, I, maybe, maybe you could be critical of this. I am not at the moment doing a huge amount of things on places like Facebook advertising or LinkedIn advertising or Google ads. The, 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 the factors involved in that are, are many and complicated. Right. But when it comes to actually making sure that you've actually got uh, putting some money into it, I have made a couple of really, and I would suggest this is another area thing that goes on to the, um, to the, to the landing page. If you've got a little bit of money, a good professional video goes a huge amount of time away to demonstrating you as a human being, because 
you know, well, one, Google does love video, but the other thing is that we all like to see the person that we're working with. So yeah. even the even the big businesses, we like to see they've got a personality. So a little bit of professional video on a page goes yeah. a long way to making you look like a human being. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a technique which, which I think is underused at the moment. I think it's getting more popular. We're all beginning to see it. We all do these sort of things. So, so we actually do it. The other thing that I really think that is worthwhile doing, as I said, is, is going back to that, you know, LinkedIn is a great source yeah. of people, great yeah. source of prospect. So spending some money on upgrading your LinkedIn to one of the sales navigators or professionals will allow you to reach out to more people. So that's another thing that I do actually think is worthwhile at the moment because it allows you to get a better insight into the per, the people that you could 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 work with. So spend a little bit of money around that. It's yes. it's certainly not at the moment uh, that expensive, but it's still something which allows you to to do uh, a little bit of thing, uh, a, a little bit of uh, of additional work there. But don't be afraid. I, I was talking to uh, a social a social influencer the other day, um, and this this person really shocked me. She told me there are forty seven social networks out there, so don't think everything's on Facebook and yeah, I know. LinkedIn. Yeah, I know. There are a lot of social networks. Yeah. A lot of those have got really targeted niches. And we're getting to that niche thing again. If you're reaching out to uh, a very specific person you might find that they are gathered around a particular network so maybe they're on reddit maybe they're on something in the uk we call we mum's net where there is a you know a really active community yeah if that's where your customer is and you know that's where they are spend a bit of time getting to know them on that very tiny network because once again you're going to be coming in as a much bigger fish in a small pool as opposed to a very tiny fish in a very large pool yeah yeah, no, I love that. Um, so for those that that uh, don't know a lot about LinkedIn, because I know a lot of people have been doing Facebook ads and things like that, um, is uh, you know so the sales navigation. These are these are upgrades and add-ons that you can have into um, LinkedIn that allow for you to literally go through and click and say, I want I want to meet. Uh, men and women, business owners, less than five years, more than five years who make this kind of money, who live in this kind of area, who have, you know, teams or not teams. And it lets you go through and really hone in on who you're serving, mm -hmm. which is a really good practice, actually. It's a good um, or process or practice. No, it's practice because it helps you hone in on who you are helping so you can get really clear on what your prob you know, what solution or problem you're solving for them. So I think that's that's really good. Yeah. And don't forget, don't forget, Jen, you're absolutely right. You know, you may approach one of those people today and they may not be in the market for your product or service. That doesn't mean they'll never be in the market for your products and service. So you have to make sure you put them back into the funnel to approach them again in a month, two months, three months, because people go in and out of the buying cycle a lot. You know, I might not be wanting to buy a car today, but in two months time, my car may break down. I may be in the market for a new vehicle. So I then need to make sure that, you know, I, I need to make sure that, you know, my, my contact is back with them two months from saying, how, how's it going now? Any change in your circumstances? Because don't think that just because you've gone past them, they've said no once, that's the end of the relationship. It's about that relationship again. 
Yeah. It's interesting because we all know that, you know, you have to make five phone calls and on the sixth call is when, and most people only make three. I mean, we know all those numbers, but this really gets back to your, you know, your three tips in the beginning, which is we have to develop that relationship. We have to be there for when the, when happens, right? For when that buying window happens. And you know, that that's a buying window. And if you think about going through a window, you're approaching the window and then you go through it and then you're on the other side, you need to be there for when the, when happens. And, um, you know, I said, I love that you said, you know, just keep going in and coming up with, you know, different strategies. And and I love like what you're saying here, you know, you have nine high uh, strategies for a high, high uh, converting landing page. Well, heck, you know, maybe that's nine weeks or nine months of, you know, going in and instant messaging, someone messaging someone and saying reason number seven and going out of order, right? Reason number yeah, seven, yeah. reason number three of my nine ways so that they're engaged and going, oh, hey, when's the next one yeah. coming out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you've got to remember that, you know, what, what made sense today may not necessarily make sense tomorrow and the other way around. Somebody may look at it and go, it doesn't appeal it just doesn't doesn't just doesn't hit my buttons today but their circumstances could change you need to be constantly going back yeah. and reminding somebody i think it was winston churchill you know a, a one-time prime minister of the united kingdom who said you need to say something seven times to hear somebody remind tell you they heard it once there's no point yeah. in just just saying something once people are often distracted it may not resonate it may be something that just doesn't hit them but if you come back to them again and again and again, you may find that that one thing comes back and says, oh, yeah, that really resonates. Well, it's funny when you said that, because I think I have to tell my husband things seven times for him to. <laughs> I know that feeling, Jen. I know that feeling very well. <laughs> I told you I've already told you 20 times. Well, maybe not seven. Maybe I've only told him five. He needs a couple more times. <laughs> I, de- I definitely know that feeling. I definitely I love know that. that. I love that. Okay. As we, well, as we finish up our time here to get, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Cause these are new ideas. I love these new fresh ideas. And uh, for me, and I know you're all about innovating and, you know, I mean, I, I know that mail is not a fresh idea, but it's, it's fresh again. Right. So it is a possibility. And I love, you know, just some of the, the little things that you said, these are, these are unbelievably great golden nuggets. Um, Tell us a little bit about what it would be like if we were to come and spend a weekend with you in the UK. What are we going to be doing? What are we going to be doing? doing? I I mean, I can tell you what you do when you come spend time with me, but what do we spend, you know, what do we do on weekends? What do you do? This weekend is going to be a particularly interesting weekend for me, actually. It's going to be filled pretty much with one thing that's happening. On Friday, I'm going to go and spend the entire day watching uh, the game that we play in the summer over here called cricket. So I'm going to go and watch the England men's team play the India men's team. I'm going to spend the day. Oh, my gosh. And I have a friend who's Indian who is all in love with They love, yeah. Yeah, He used to be a professional cricket player, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a really interesting Saturday. I have to get up and I have to do some gardening. That's my that's that allows me to go back out after I've done that. So I have to go and do some things in order to make my wife feel happy by going and doing some gardening. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, I'm going to go out again and I'm going to watch my son play cricket, uh, and he plays. So he's he's going to be playing Saturday afternoon, and then on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, we, we, we'll, we'll go to church. And then on Sunday afternoon, I will once again be watching uh, player 
from the team that I used to play, who is now a professional, and I'm going to be watching him play cricket. So I'm afraid this weekend is going to be one weekend of all of that. Uh, Monday, I might have to do some work again, but but for the weekend, it will just be about (laughs) one thing, uh, and that's it. That's okay. That's a big cricket weekend. We have weekends where all we do is go to wineries. All weekend. Well, you know, (laughs) that might be that might be next weekend. Let's see if I can arrange that. But, right, but this right. weekend, unfortunately, there's no wine. I did, I did actually spend uh, last weekend at a gin distillery, so that was interesting. Oh, there you go, there you go. I learned a lot about gin and how gin is made, and I now understand the definition of what is proof in alcohol. Oh terms. yes, no, yeah, it's all that proof. Yeah, when someone says the proof, I love it, and I learned about that too. I was, uh, I went down to uh, Thomas Jefferson's, you know, from. The U.S. here, Thomas Jefferson wrote the independent, you know, Declaration of Independence. He, I uh, went to his house and we learned about proof as well. Was, so I love that. Yeah, that's. Beautiful. I understand he was a fellow. He was a fellow of the Royal Society. He was very popular in London around the time that. Oh uh, yeah. He was a, he was, oh yeah. Well, he, was he brought a, he was over a great science. Yeah. Oh, a great scientist. I mean, a, an architect, which I love as well. But yeah, he uh, he brought over a, a grape from France. Yeah, uh, that he uh, that now is sort of indigenous to the U.S. and it's called the Norton, the Norton grape. But um, so I, I love asking that question because it's just nice to kind of jump into your world a little bit, just like you were saying, you know, the videos are so important to really realize, you know, when I see your picture on your one sheet and then I'm talking to you and, and vice versa, you see my picture and then we're talking, you know, we start learning more about each other and it's just nice yeah. to to know what you're uh, what you're up to and what you do on any given weekend and, and have fun with. So last question I have is, is there a, is there a quote, is there a book that, that is a sort of a mantra for you that, you know, you just, you live by on a daily basis or you always refer back to that you'd like to share with those listening? So uh, the one that I'm using a lot at the moment, because we're hearing a number of things uh, that may may disturb us, you know, the, the yeah. Fed has just raised interest rates, the Bank of England over here has just raised interest rates, and people look at it and go, oh, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what's going on. I am saying to a lot of the business owners at the moment, quite a lot of them anyway, an old Chinese proverb, and that's dig the well before you're thirsty. Yeah. Uh, because I'm trying to encourage them not to wait until there are any problems in the business, but to start getting that controllable lead flow going now. You know, if they haven't got their perfect high converting landing page, if they haven't got the, the, the videos or anything else, Don't wait until later on in the year when things start to feel bad. You put those in place now because you can always, as I say, dial the dial down and just allow the leads to trickle in. But you cannot start them when the well starts to run dry. So dig your well now. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And I think that is also in line with the fact that inflation, you know, is here is happening in the U.S. I don't know if it is over there, but. You know, we have so much um, inflation and that that means that you could lead to your own personal recession. And since we're, you know, recording this, I know we're releasing later, but I love at the end of every quarter and I'm, I'm sitting here planning all this. I'm getting all my expenses put in and everything is looking at every expense that you have on a quarterly basis. All those apps that we have the automatic everything's with. Um, on our phones is looking at all those and seeing where you can reduce expenses, unnecessary expenses to go a little more lean in preparation for what might be coming. Yeah, absolutely right. 
absolutely right. You know, uh, it's too late. To, it's too late to do it when 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 it when you get there. Start yeah. planning now. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Start looking now at what you're doing for your leads. Start looking at what you're doing for your expenditure. Start asking yourself the question: What can I do to increase leads? What can I do to decrease expenditure? You'll always be on the right place in the economic cycle. Right. And I know that that's something else you work on with people is also the profits too. So dig the well before you're thirsty. I absolutely love it. And I've heard it before, but it's so good to hear right now. So thank you so much. And, you know, thank you so much, Stuart, for joining us today. I hope that uh, you had a good time on this podcast. And it's been great. Yeah, it's been well, great. good, good. And I, I'm going to be over in the UK in the fall. So we may, we may have to connect. We are hey, we're trying to we, get a little mastermind together of people that have been on my podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that would wouldn't be fantastic. that be cool? Yeah, yeah and, it's and, yeah. And I'll, I'll take you to see a cricket match. You'll love it. There we you go. Really that's, well, that's what we're going to do, apparently. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again for joining us. And those of you that are listening in, thank you so much for joining us as well. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day. And, uh, you know, go, go heed some of these, you know, take action. This is the call to action, right? I'm always about mm-hmm. the call to action is, you know, try something new. Think about how you could start formulating something so that you can put it into concentration and create that momentum to get yourself to stability. And that's called the growth chart, right? The four stages of growth in a business. So um, put something into action. I hope you have a great day. And again, thank you for taking time to look uh, listen in. Please don't forget to follow us and don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel so that you can uh, go back in and watch us too. Not just listen, but watch us as we move back and forth on these uh, little Hollywood squares. So I'll catch you next time. Take care. Oh, I did. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.